Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that helps you to seek the kind of faith that makes Jesus marvel. I hope 2023 is going well for you so far. As we enter this new year, I really can't help but to uh, feel that this is going to be a great year for believers in Jesus Christ and those that we bring into the fold with us, into the family of God. But for this world, I think this is going to be a very rough year for those who don't know the Lord. So I really encourage you right from the get-go to share this podcast today. If it ministers to you and blesses you, I would, I would encourage you to share it with friends or share with them some Bible verse uh, or devotional or thought on God um, that you may plant a seed in them and bring them in because now is the time the... Um, the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. And so I just want to encourage you today to to use your testimony. I think that's the most powerful powerful thing that we have as believers is our testimony of how the Lord Jesus Christ has changed our life, has saved us. And nobody can take that from you. So I would, I would encourage you today to share your testimony with someone else and share the Word of God. The Word of God is just... Um, there's nothing better. God's word is is spirit and it's life and it's the food. It's the battery pack um, on, on how we fill ourselves up and charge ourselves up. So share that word today, the word on Christ with someone else. Um, I wanted to uh, do a short message today in, um, and ask you a question in the title of the message. And the question is, who are you friends with? Who are you friends with? And I'm I'm doing this message based on James 4, 4. I was hearing this scripture in my mind this morning doing my devotions, and I just couldn't get away from it. So as I, as I studied this scripture and uh, meditate on it and just prayed a little bit, I felt like this would be a great message to ask, um, ask you this question, who are you friends with? And this is uh, James 4, 4 says this. It says, you adulterers and adulteresses. Uh-oh. Don't you know that friendship with the world is the enmity with God? Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Friendship with this world is the enemy of God. And if you read this whole chapter, it starts out and, and it talks about wars. It says, where do wars come from in fighting among yourselves, right? Doesn't that sound like today's world? They come, don't they come from the lust that war within your members or within your, your body, your flesh. You lust and you have not. You kill, you desire to have, but you can't obtain. You fight and you war because you have not. And you have not because you ask not. In other words, trying to get things of the world by the way of the world. You ask and you receive not because you ask amiss, because you ask so you can consume whatever it is you're asking for upon your lusts. And then he goes on to say, you adulterers and adulteresses, don't you know that friendship with the, with the world is enmity with God? Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Jesus invites us in John 15, 15. He says, I no longer call you servants. I call you friends. Jesus invites us to be friends with him, but he reminds us that friendship with this world is the enemy of God. 1 John 2.15 says, Do not love this world, nor the things of this world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 
For all that is in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life is, is not of the Father, but is of the, of the world. And these lusts, uh, these things pass away, and so do the lusts of them. But he that does the will of the Lord endures forever. And I think we can trace this back, this, this um, scripture, all the way back to, I started out with James 4.4. 4, but if you go back to both Matthew 4.4, 4, and I'm just using those numbers as markers, and Luke 4.4, 4, I think it's amazing. Both of those scriptures um, are, are about the temptation of Jesus Christ. So when Jesus first comes on the scene and is baptized by John, he comes out of the water and, and the father says, this is my son in him I'm well pleased. And immediately he's led by the spirit, the Holy Spirit into the wilderness where he's tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. And follow me on this because this is really important. When he's led into the wilderness, he's fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. So he's suffering. He's being tempted by the devil. And for those of us who have been tried and tempted by the devil, it is not a fun place to be. And I don't think the scripture really um, points out enough, um, not that it's in error or anything, but it's just, it, it just, we have to really look at this and think for 40 days and 40 nights, he's not eating and he's being tempted by the devil. Um, and it's, it's, it's no place to be, right? And so the devil, what does he do when he tempts him? First thing he does is he tempts him to, you know, he's, he knows he's hungry, so he tempts him to tur turn some stones into bread. And Jesus says in, in Matthew 4, 4 and in Luke 4, 4, it's the same exact first verse, which is really cool. He says, um, he says, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of the father. So right from the get-go, he's fighting the devil with the word of God, which tells you the vitality and the, the importance and the, the, um, the reverence that we should put for God's word. If the very first thing Jesus does is get out the sword and swing it at the devil, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, is what the Bible says, how much more do we have to start swinging the sword? So anyway, he tempts him with that first temptation to turn stones into bread. Then he, he um, takes him up to the pinnacle. He knows that Jesus is suffering and he says, listen, cast yourself down from here you know the the bible says that'll uh you know he'll 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 uh give his angels charge over you and they'll catch you so he tempts him with that suicide spirit to jump from a high place how much how much suicide are we seeing in this world today it's crazy how much uh suicide is is just on the increase um, exponentially today because people are falling for this very temptation that Jesus was tempted with. And again, he, re he rebukes the devil with the word and fights back. And then the last temptation is he, he takes him up to a high, another high pinnacle where in a moment, it says in Luke, in a moment, he can see all the kingdoms of the world and all the glory therein. So think of all of the things of this world that we lust after and that we look after, all the the, the glory of, of this world, not of God, but the things of this world. When we put those first, all the shiny objects, if you will, and he lets them see all the kingdoms of the world. And he says, all of this can be yours if you just bow a knee to me. He's gonna give him all the, the world, right? And there are so many people today, we're finding out that, um, that, that 
This world is not what we thought it was. This world is definitely not our home. And in the last three years, especially since COVID hit, we're seeing evil um, coming up from every rock and every crag. And we're seeing just how evil this world is. And we're also seeing that so many people in business, the movers and the shakers that are running the world, that are running the governments of this world, the wickedness in high places, the Bible calls it in Ephesians 6, we're seeing it on a grand scale. We're seeing that a lot of the people are not who we thought they were. We're seeing politicians, people, um, without going into names, I could go down some rabbit holes, but we're, there are people that I voted for, that I trusted, that I'm seeing, man, they are not who they said they were. A lot of them are members of the World Economic Forum. Um, we have just, it, it's just, it's beyond what our natural mind can comprehend, but the Bible clearly sums it up and talks about this wickedness in high places. And we, there are two awakenings going on right now in this world. There's the woke movement, we could call it, but it, it, that doesn't even begin to describe the awakening that's going on. Um, there are two parallel awakenings going on right now. There's, there's, a, there's an awakening of knowledge, right, from that original, the original sin of taking a bite out of the, the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, even see probably on the back of your phone, if you have an iPhone, you've got an apple with a bite taken out of it. All the accumulative knowledge of the world is at our fingertips on our phones. And we're seeing through the knowledge of the world just how evil this world is. And we're seeing that the prince of the power of the air, the God of this world, Jesus calls him Satan, just how evil and wicked he is and how much he has his hooks in people in super high places, people in Hollywood, people in, in the church even. Um, we're seeing it, it, it's so severe that I think going back to this scripture today, we've got to focus on getting away from the things of this world and, and you know, remember that Jesus said in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. When he's talking about loving the world, he's talking about the people of the world. He's talking about individuals, not talking about all this stuff, all the shiny objects and the things of this world. We've got to get away from that. It's okay to have things. It's okay to have a house and a car and things, but you need to use these things that God's given you. It all belongs to him to advance the kingdom. So I want to stress today that if you're a friend of this world, if you focus more on worldly things and the things of this world than you do on God, you're God's enemy. It's the, the, the dividing line is being drawn, good and evil, the wheat from the chaff, the, the, the sheep and the goats, the separation has begun. And we're going to have to just decide whether or not we want to be woke, awakened to the evil of this world and keep going towards that evil or the second type of awakening is the knowledge of God through Jesus Christ, or what Jesus calls being born again. So Jesus says, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God, John 3, 3. And then he goes on to say again in John 3, 6, truly, truly, I say to you, who, whoever is, 
you know, what is born of the flesh is flesh and what's born of the spirit is spirit. And so we need to press into the knowledge of God through Jesus Christ by getting into the word and starting to see what God values and learning to walk in the word and in the spirit and follow after the things of God. And when you start doing that, when you set your eyes on on Jesus, who is the light of the world, you see too that you're a light bearer. You're like the moon and he is the sun and he is the sun, right? And the moon simply reflects the light of the sun. And we are all those of us who believe sons and daughters of God through our faith in Jesus Christ. You're a chip off the old block. You can be a light bearer and bear the light of God in this world through Jesus Christ, or you can just continue to lust after the things of this world. This is just amazing to see the answer to all of this fear, all this war and rumors of war and things that are going on. And and trust me, it's going to get worse and not better because that's what the Bible says. So we've got to decide today. This is, I know, a serious note. It's not really a feel-good message, but I think it will ultimately make you feel good when when you hear the truth in it and focus your attention on God. James, I'm going to go on to read where it says, uh, you would, I'm, going to, I'm going to read it again and end with this. It says, you adulterers and adulteresses, don't you know that friendship with the world is, I'm reading another version here, is hatred towards God. Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes the enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says without reason that the spirit causes us to envy intensely, but he gives us more grace? This is why the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve and mourn and wail. Change your laughter into mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. We need to, I'm, I think the world is in a state of mourning now, seeing that this, this world is not what we thought it was. And many of us, even believers, are mourning the loss of what we held so dearly, the things of this world. And we have to mourn the loss of them and let them go and go to Christ. Mourn and weep and wail and say, Lord, I'm letting go of these things that I valued so much and I'm gonna learn to value Jesus Christ. He is my true friend, and with him alone I will walk this day and forevermore through eternity. Thank you, brothers and sisters. God bless.